We are back in the World Cup football shed. It's the World Cup. World, World Cup's Cup. good, isn't it? Yeah. I thought we were here to talk about Wimbledon. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. <laughs> or the Europa League first round <laughs> qualifier. Which that was on Tuesday. Is that on Tuesday? Yes. Oh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> really? Burnley? Hijack split are going to be... It's their, it's their yeah. bloody year, isn't it? Hijack <laughs> split. We are uh, back in the World Cup football show. Croatian Wonder Horse. <laughs> <laughs> the Croatian Wonder Horse. <laughs> That's what they call it. Hijuk means Wonder Horse. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't. No. That doesn't. Uh, my name is John Hewitt. Jeff King is here. He's already talking shit. <laughs> yeah, good. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> and Roger Gibbs is here. Hello. How are we going? Good. good. Yeah, it's, um, there's been lots of football on. It's been I, great. It's so exciting. I can't get over how exciting it is over the World Cup on. I'm fucking knackered. It's hard in Australia. The only... There's only been two negatives in the World Cup for me in amongst a lot of just positives. Just start as you mean to go on. <laughs> just, but one of them is the fact that it's fucking hard to watch the football yep. because it's on at stupid times. Yeah, well, it is. But that's I'm, why we're I'm here really, at a reasonable hour to talk about yes, it. Yes, and I'm really excited about watching a game at a normal time with real people. On Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be good. Amazing. But uh, before we talk about the World Cup, so we did a predictions at the start of the World Cup, Ooh. and now we are coming in after the first and second round done. I'm going to look forward to the quarterfinals. But we have to have a question. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Rog just farted, everyone. <laughs> I can't fart because I'm wearing a nappy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got the shits. Highbrow media. <laughs> it's been a while since we're back in the shits. Oh, practice. <laughs> so the question is... Um, FIFA World Rankings, what is the combined world ranking of the quarter-finalists in the World Cup? Ooh. What a good question. That's a great question. Did you come up with that one yourself? I did come up with that one yeah, myself. Yeah, I like that I've, one. Be, but um, partly because of something I want to talk about later. Can we have a thing like Countdown, where we have a clock and then there's a little tune well, shall at I the end, the quarter-finalists and then for you? Carol Horderman comes on. So you've got Uruguay, France, Brazil, Belgium, Russia... Croatia, Sweden, and a little country called England. 86. Jeff goes with 86. Well, I'm just going to go lower. I'm going to go... Uh... Oh, Russia in there, aren't they? Shit. Uh, 72. 153. Oh, oh my oh, God. Oh, that's high. <laughs> it's really... Where are Russia? That must be Russia the... Russia, a 70th. Yeah, there oh, we go. there we go. Yeah. Oh, well, wait a minute. And Because this doesn't... Obviously, if it came out tomorrow... It would be different. But this is... I went on the FIFA website yesterday and this is what the FIFA website told me yesterday. But it won't take into account the results of the World Cup, will it? No, because they do it every ah. month. Yeah, they're corrupt. They're corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you're interested, four years ago in Brazil, it accumulated to 88. So basically, with this year, the teams are doubly as bad. Well, well, well yeah. although, again, I think it's a misleading stat because you take Russia out of that and, again, it's not that different. Yeah, well, Costa Rica were in it last time. True. But anyway, so that was my uh, random question. So I won. So, Jeff, you won. So yeah. what would you like to talk about first? Um, what about our predictions? When we oh, yeah, it? predictions, predictions, predictions. How are we going? How Do you we, want to see how yeah, we're going? How are we going? Because, I mean, how are we going? Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's sort pretty of, exciting. That's okay. in the past, isn't it? No, no, it's not in the past, Rog. How are we going? So... How are we going? Oh, you're so excited. <laughs> oh, about. yeah! So for the winners... Roger and I had Brazil. Jeff has England. England! So we're, we're all, all still, still there. All still yeah, there. I'm more there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say Brazil have looked fairly good. It's coming home. Semi-finalists. I had Spain, Germany, and France. As did Rog. So Spain and Germany are out. Ah. Jeff had Argentina, France, and Germany. 
So you've lost Argentina and Germany. So I'm winning that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't get how this works. We're all exactly the same. No, I'm winning, aren't I? <laughs> no, no, no. In fact, you're losing, I think, because Argentina were the worst of those teams. Uh, Top scorer. Oh, were they? Here we go. Rog had Thomas Muller. Yes. That is that rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> I had Neymar, who's still in it. Mm. And Jeff had Harry Kane. There we go. He's on six, isn't he? <laughs> he is. I even predicted that he would get nine goals. Which is quite impressive. Did you? Did I not? No. Well, if Harry Kane, your, no, if Harry Kane gets nine goals, I'll be a happy man. Yeah, I should have put money on all that. I didn't. Poor. Golden ball winner, I had Isco, which is not going to happen. Oh. Rog had Neymar, which might happen. And Jeff had... Harry Kane. Harry Kane. <laughs> there's a there's a running theme here, Jeff. I love it that you're optimistic. Have you actually put money on all these? No, and I'm oh. going to regret all of it. If it was an accumulator and I do win like I'm going to, it's going to be horrible. Surprise and team. Good. Jeff, you had Peru. Yeah. Went out in the group stage. I had Senegal, who went out on yellow cards. How weird was that? Un- yeah, very unlucky. And I feel like it's another World Cup and another, like... It's just a bit sad with the African teams because a lot of them genuinely looked good and contributed, and yet we're still in a stage where none of them got through to the second round. Yeah, it's crazy. It's worse since 1982. Yeah. They're not pragmatic enough. That's the thing that the the need Jose too excited about being yeah, there. Yeah, but they play really excited football. Yeah. I loved watching Senegal. I yeah. thought it was it was and Nigeria dynamic, Morocco as well. They yeah. Were all, yeah. like Mor- really I think Morocco good. was very unlucky, but they just can't can't strategy a game out, can they? Yeah. They, they can't win. Hard. Ugly one. They no. just win sporadic. Yeah, and it's fucking great to watch. But they don't win the uh, tournament. Yeah, it makes you want to watch the African Cup of Nations where they've got to get through. <laughs> yeah, someone's got, got to. <laughs> um, Rod, you had Uruguay as a surprise team. It's not a bad shout. Um, who was the other one that was I was tossing up with? Croatia. Remember, and you talked me out of it. They've gone all right too. Oh, really? Have you still got money on Croatia? Yeah, I haven't uh, cashed out yet either. Um, how far will England get Roger and I went quarterfinals which is correct so far what I go for winners (laughs) (laughs) Um, how far will Australia get Roger and I went group stage which was correct Jeff went second round which was now better the tournament Roger went Germany to win (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to be wrong about that it's great, it's like a win-win. Jeff, you went Cahill to score a header. Ooh. Now, I went for Panama to be lowest scorer, paying $8.50. And I actually put money on this, and I won. However, I won, and I got paid out on it yesterday. Yeah. 12 other people won. So my $5, which should, from eight fifty come to forty two fifty, is worth $3.45. No! Because it's split 12 ways, dead heat. Is that oh, how they normally do it? Yeah, I, uh. I even messaged them. I was just like... What? Why are you I only bunch got three dollars? And uh, that's why. That is really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So I won, but I didn't really win because I just won three dollars from my five dollars. You could have cashed out for more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. So that's okay. where we're at with predictions. So th- I, generally, I think I'm winning. No. 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 England are winning. I think you and me are level, aren't we? No, I think. Um, I'm, I'm so winning. okay, so Jeff. What would you like to talk about? I feel like Australia is not meant for football. Australia as in the country? The, the country. Oh, this, I thought we were, you were going to talk about VAR. No, no. I love, by the way, just for <laughs> oh, the record, no, I love VAR. But um, I feel like the... Obviously, so, so Australia didn't get the results that they needed to get through the group yeah. phase. And career. they played pretty well in a game and a half. Here we go. Like, this, and this is where my, where my point comes from, I think. The, the 
public here and the the media and the kickback is basically Australia are rubbish. Mm. They did rubbish at the World Cup. It should have been predicted. Why was everyone getting their hopes up? Why was everyone trying to enjoy it? They're obviously crap at football. And it's been really negative is stuff. Is that what it's been? Because yeah, yeah. most, like most of the people I've spoke to were very engaged when well, Australia were there and like you know watching the games and there's a, there's a difference I think between football fans being engaged with a good game of football and the public being ready to support football the sport and I think what what I've noticed is that I don't feel like the Australian public is, is ready to embrace the nuances and I don't want to sound like a yeah. pont here but, but the in my opinion Australia played very very well they got one point and that's it they should have got a point against France yeah. and against Denmark I think they, they were the better team yeah. that's four points and in other groups that would have got you through yeah. now they didn't they got one point they didn't get the rub of the green fine they didn't score for open play they scored penalties however they took teams by surprise they played incredibly well they were disciplined fuck they were quick yeah. wing play was excellent Robbie Cruz was horrendous. Yeah, he's awful. The wonder kid Alzani changed games when it when he got on. I feel like the Australian team deserves far more credit than it's getting. In fact, I think that this is arguably a better Australian side than Australian World Cup squads in the past that have got credit. You know, when you're yeah. watching um Viduka and and Kuehl and Cahill's first and looks, yeah. people are going, Oh yeah, it's a golden generation got it. I don't think they were half as organised as the Australian team that we saw in this World Cup. I mean, this team uh, nearly but, beat but France. Better, no, I disagree. They, that the players were of higher quality then. The individually, they were of higher quality as a whole because they had and they had more depth. They had more players playing in the Premier League at that point than they do. No, 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 it's not be on end. I yeah, I kind of agree with both of you. Like, I think they they performed way above what they were expected to perform at, and they didn't get the rub of the green. They don't have as good individuals, but as a team, they were excellent. Which, which is surprising considering that their coach has been the coach for what two weeks. Yeah. Like he's just come in, flown in, and is leaving afterwards. Maybe he's a good. So, coach. so what? What is football? It's being better than the sum of your parts, isn't yeah. it? It's being yeah. a, a well-organized team that being know Sweden. what you're doing, and and that's what yeah, being Sweden. We'll get we'll get onto that, I'm sure. Mm. But that's what Australia did so well. And now I would say the team they had with with Harry Kuehl and Mark Viduka, they were better. Of course, they were better individuals yeah. because the team right now has no one near that class. However, they were playing like a team of individuals, and you would look at them and you would get inspired by a few of those individuals, and you know that they can win the game. And that kind of thing really captured the Australian public mm. because there are world class players in there that, that really kind of their highlights reels. Yeah. Now I don't think that this team had many highlight reels. They're not very sexy. However, from, as from a footballing perspective, that's massive progress. They weren't just pragmatic sit backs, you know, see what yeah. happens. They asserted the way they played. They were they tried to be winners. They pushed their game onto t- on teams that were obviously better than as individuals. But France, I can't remember which French player came out at the end of it and said that you know they were they took them completely by surprise. Didn't know who they were before, and now holy shit, they deserve something out of the game. They were better than better than we were. Well, I think the, there's no easy games in the World Cup either. Like the most most of the teams in the World Cup are, with a few exceptions, maybe Panama. Are, <laughs> Panama class, and we beat them six one. Can play football, you know. Yeah. You've got to be. Maybe it's going to change with the expanded World Cup, but you've got to be able to play football to get there. And like P- Peru, I mean, you talked about Peru as a potential surprise tournament. They are a good team. Mm, they are, you know, yeah. Denmark, Australia were in a tough group, and I, I agree with you. To come out and actually try and play football 
when you know you're probably the weakest team in the group. I, I think, I mean, and I didn't expect Australia to do anything other than that because partly just because they've got such a good mentality. The, the Australian the Austra- sport, sporting but psyche. I think Australia the missed a trick. I think with Arzani, they had a wild card player. Playing. They had something that no one knew about. Yeah. And even if you're not going to play and bring him in for at least half an hour, 45, 30 minutes or whatever, to give him to actual time to get into the game. Also, it would have given the Australian public someone to get behind. Yeah. Because you need that one per Like, you can't still have, wheel out Timmy Cale, who's 45 years 15 old. 15 minutes of football. You're, yeah. you're 100% right. If Arzani had come in for the last half hour against France and got a goal, and something, the whole country suddenly would have gone, oh my God, something's happening. Who is we'll, this guy? We'll get behind this. But because it is on in the middle of the night and it's hard work watching it, Unless there's something exciting, if you know that your team's going to be quite defensive and quite static and quite hardworking, but not very exciting, it makes it real hard to watch it at two in the morning or whatever time. It's true, it's on. but this country, and rightly so, and and to its great credit, Australians like winners. Mm. They like teams that win. They like players that win. They like players with a winning attitude. They like results. And you know, as we've seen with Australian cricket, that there are there are lines that they're willing to cross to get a result yeah. now, I'm not going to tarnish all of Australia with that because I, I don't know like, well, it's, probably, it's probably but, true That's but so in a game like football when actually you can be brilliant and not get a result I don't think sits comfortably with the Australian sporting public I don't think it captivates the imagination to go well actually we were better than that we didn't get the result but we were really really good and I'm really proud of that yeah. so I feel like Football is so when I, when I say it's kind of lost on yeah, on this no, sporting mentality. It's the the desire to win sometimes isn't enough to win in a game of football. And actually, sometimes you can appreciate things about a nil nil that yeah. that you have to explain to fans who are not you know yeah. if he's an AFL fan and it's just like oh it can be nil nil at the end of the game there's no goals but that can be as a football fan I can. Find that brilliant because you're watch. watching the best two defenses in the in the world yeah. completely counter each other out. That's incredible, really. Yeah. But I, I'm not sure that we're ready here to to appreciate that as a sporting spectacle. And I, and I think that what the consensus for how the Australian team fared is affirmation of that that we're not ready to get the nuances here. We need victory. And and that's all that matters. It's whether Australia won or lost, not how they played. But I, I think it will happen as well organically because we know that all the kids here now are playing mm, football. Yeah. But I also think a bigger thing is that they need to sort out governance of yeah, football in Australia, and they need to sort out the A League because it's gone backwards. They they were they were at a point where you felt like it had momentum. And it's really stalled. And, you know, you had Australia coming into a World Cup. And I I think that's a big part of it, too. And if, if everyone's, if people are more engaged with the A-League and with the FFA, then that's going to then flow on to the, to the national they've team. got an opportunity. Like, I think I want to talk about Arzani quickly before we move on. I think they've got an opportunity with Arzani. He's 17. He's, no, he's not. He's 19. That's a lie. I just made him two years younger. But he was the youngest player in the World Cup. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's excellent um, and he's got something about him he plays in the A-League right now the FFA should go to him we need you for the next two years to stay in the A-League we'll look after you after that go to Europe do whatever but right now they should put everything behind that guy being the star of the A-League for the next two years it's not going to happen even the BBC today was saying that um, Man City are going to buy him someone will take a chance on him yeah Yeah. but that's where FFA should come in and go we'll build the league around you we'll make it all about you you can be the main man and 
well, you can be the star, you can win the league, and then develop as a footballer when you're 21, go to Europe and do whatever. But then arguably, the, we, we might be looking at another generation of the Kules and Vadukas. If, if that say he goes to Inter Milan or whatever, yeah. say he goes to Man City, because yeah. it's actually talk of him playing for Man City, yeah. not, be, not doing a Moy deal. Yeah. If that was the case, will the public get more behind the national side? Probably, because yeah. there's, a, there's a kid who plays in the Premier League, yeah, who, you know, Aaron Moy and Arzani, that might be something that... Yeah. Does the national team credit, but it doesn't help fixing the A League, does it? No, no and you're right because like all the it's why all the Aussies love Liverpool is because of because of Q, 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 yeah. Q. It's anyway. So Jeff, that was you saying that football is not meant for Australians. <laughs> I, I apologise yeah, no, if, no, if, if you're Australian well, and you're listening to this. I'd, and well please, put like, argument, I reckon, like please send in your because I don't want to be offending anyone. Yeah, here. I'd like it's to get Dirk's, I've um, Dirk's thoughts yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, Roger, do you want to go next, or do you want me to go next? I don't mind, John. Um, you can go next. Let's talk about England. Is it, com- right. is it coming home, Roger? It's coming home. <laughs> I don't know if it's coming it's home. Coming home. But I, I'm not just going to um, coming home. Poo-poo it it's and just say, home. hold on, let's not get carried away. You know, mm. we're only in the quarterfinal, and because this is our best chance to, without wanting to, yeah, you know, put a hex on it, which I worry about as well. But if we look at it pragmatically it's our best chance to do well at a world cup for a long time since yes, italia 19 since 1990 yeah um and i don't think we've got anything to be scared of it's coming home and i'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna say that every day yeah, i think we, you know we <laughs> underestimate that colombia are, are a really good footballing team and I don't think although they weren't the other night no I don't I don't think they played football a lot of the time but when when they actually started playing like shit these guys are quite good I wonder what would have happened if they actually would have played football (laughs) for most of the game rather than just trying to wrestle and yell at the referee and be disgraceful humans but I also think England have to take some credit for that in the way they played, particularly in the first half, you know, yeah. um, and looking after the ball. And, and they didn't panic under that pressure. Like, no. every time we have come out of a tournament, whether it's Euros, World Cup, we always afterwards go, oh, we need to be more streetwise, or we're not smart enough. Or We were streetwise and smart, and it was a bunch of young kids, and they just didn't panic. Still nearly went wrong. Well, yeah, uh, they didn't. The, when you talk about not panicking, there was a point in the second half that... Um, I'm not going to talk about when the ball was given away as part of back three. No. But there was a point in the second half where John Pickford was under pressure and he played a short pass to John Stones. And um, the Colombians were, there was two Colombian players just swarming on the defence. Short pass back to Pickford, then a, a square ball across, then it went back to John Stones and it went through the middle of the park. Yep. It was a composed passing triangle yep. between the goalkeeper, two defenders whilst having two swarming players. And as soon as it got out into midfield, suddenly they bypassed... We were out. The, we were out. We were, yeah. we were free to play. Yeah. Because they, those two swarming stru- attackers for Colombia were right out of the game. And, and, I, and I don't think I've seen England do that. I've and, never and, seen... And, I support Everton. I haven't seen anyone do that. <laughs> at, nat- at national team level, I think we've seen... I mean, you know, we... Uh, before the tournament started we talked about our youth sides and mm-hmm. how it was brilliant when they beat Spain they came back by yeah. playing their way and it's the first time I've seen England genuinely look like they have a plan mm. and they believe in it and they pass the ball I think we still it makes me frustrated that we haven't got some of our past players or players from recent history yeah, chucking now up in there. yes to be able to because one thing we really lack is a, is a playmaker Yeah. Um, but at the same time I think our formation 
gets the best out of the players that we have. Yeah. And we're playing in a way that the players are comfortable with and they've got a plan. And I mean, I wasn't on board with Gareth Southgate, but it is so long since I've seen us actually have a plan and play in a structured way and not just like run around in a like shoehorned in 4-4-2 panic oh it's 20 minutes left yeah throw the big man up front you know, I was thinking, thinking mentioning Andy Carroll if Sam Allardyce which he could have been England manager oh, right now oh my god I think about that all the time think about the squad he would have taken Wayne Rooney Andy Carroll would be here Mark Noble Mark Noble <laughs> Phil Jagielka like he would have just bought out the old guard and I'm so Doesn't glad like John he Stones. drank a pint of, pint of wine and fucked up his life. Yeah, it, it's true because it, I keep thinking about it. I see pictures of him and I, I, I judder. Not just because he's horrible. <laughs> like, horrible. He's like a, a pre-strung pork. But, like, <laughs> I just think he could be the man standing up there and he'd be going, no, it's not coming home. It's not yeah. coming home. Respect the draw. Football's yeah. not coming home. Yeah. If it comes home, it'll come home in a draw. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I... I also think that the I take a lot. Like, I'm happy now. We're at the quarterfinals, <laughs> is this, and is we've this played. Awesome. We've played all content as everyone can say. Apparently, everything's been quiet in the Gibbs household because I'm content. So it's like a, a happy home. But uh, I mean, we've got the second youngest squad um, at the World Cup. Yeah, and a lot of this core group will hopefully play at the next World Cup like I've watched John Stones in this tournament and I think he's been outstanding and, 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 to, yeah. like, and not just uh, the things we know John Stones does well like pass the ball but defensively like mm. he, he looks brilliant last I, ditch tackles yeah, and headers I, everything I'd, I, he'd be close to my World Cup 11 if it wasn't for the fact that I could pick the Uruguay centre-backs that play week in, week yeah. out together, and I'd probably pick them. But I just think, you know, Stones is going to be mm. peaking at the next World Cup. Yeah. Harry Kane's going to be peaking at the next World Cup. Um, Deli Alli. Deli Alli, you know. Do you know Deli Alli's younger than Ruben Loftus-Cheek? There you go. Wow. Loftus-Cheek. He's 22, when, 22 isn't he? When he's yeah, played yeah. well, he's been great, Loftus-Cheek. Yeah. I, I don't want to just completely descend down on England loving, because that's boring for everyone. No. But... There was a, I'm not bored. There, there was a great, uh, <laughs> a great thing that the commentator said when Pickford was going up to the the penalty shootout. He goes, "Oh, John Pickford was in the penalty shootout last year for the under 21s against Germany. Germany they lost in the semi finals. But so suddenly he's got. We're looking at a goalkeeper who only a year ago has got World Cup penalty shootout experience. Yeah. You're like, well, that's what you get when you promote your youth teams, yeah. and you have that continuity. It's and all exactly of a sudden, right. and we've never had that. And they're playing. If they start playing in the same way too, that's what all the best nations do. And I just I feel like we're catching on, and these are young players doing it. And if we throw in a few more young players that come through, it makes me optimistic. And there's players about like the Jaden Sancho's and the Ryan Sessegnons of this world that people are raving about. Uh, Foden, yeah. like there's there's yeah, a lot of exactly. Young. I, I just home. but there's also I've home. so there's some positivity <laughs> there. But I've been annoyed about things as well. So, well, what have you been? Can I say this before you yes. be annoyed about something? Only Belgium has scored more times in England. Only Russia have run further. No other team still in Russia 2018 has lost the ball fewer times in their own half. Wow! But we've only scored one goal from open play. England no, have just two. had one shot on target from outside the area in open play. Joint last with Australia. But that was a goal. Yeah. It was a goal. Yeah. But, but I also here's my thing, right? 
I said before the World Cup started, I think that we've got a big performance in us. Yeah. Now, I don't actually think England have done that yet. No. And, and so I, it hasn't completely clicked. I mean, some people would argue Panama, but I think it was more about what was in front of them. And, and I... I think that that could still happen. And my hope is that they now play with freedom. They've got the monkey off the back in terms of the penalties. Yeah. How good was that? We won a penalty And the confidence you get from winning a penalty shootout, yeah. just that euphoria and enthusiasm. This and is the first time I've ever known it. <laughs> and it was, it was the first time in 28 years. But there was there was also a plan there for the penalty shootout. And yeah. I mean, to... I mean, I thought it was over when we obviously... When Henderson missed, yeah. which was more a brilliant save. But... It did. They, you know, no one panicked. No, like Rashford's penalty. You know, this is a, yeah. a nineteen-year-old kid comes in, just smacks it in the top, in the bottom corner, yeah. like just. But I, I felt like that was a plan. But I, I feel like they can now relax, mm. and I think the only thing that it hasn't quite clicked into gear going forward. We've been yeah. reliant on um, Harry Kane, and, and I just and... just hasn't quite gone Sterling's way. But I feel like something's. There's a massive game in Sterling. Yeah, boots coming. It's, somewhere. It's shown flashes, but it yeah. just. But I think the other thing is that we, I've disliked some of the press that's been negative on these things about how we're, oh, you know, we're relying on set pieces and you know we're playing defensively and. But I'm like, but we're playing to our strengths, yeah. and it's the first time in my memory that we're using our physical advantage. At set pieces and smartly to, as well. to, to, to full effect like what is a legitimate way to score a goal if you've got someone that takes a really good corner or a free kick yeah. and you've got lump, you've got blokes. lump head <laughs> yeah slab fucking head. slab head <laughs> use slab head like that is a completely legitimate I've got to say since, since David Beckham I've not seen anyone as dangerous on set pieces as Kieran Trippier yeah. Kieran Trippier has been, been why was the Ashley best young? right back in the whole tournament he's a right back why, it's outrageous why he's was a... Ashley Young taking the the, all the set pieces against Colombia. Burpoo. I I think it was. Side of the pitches. Well, no, because in the in the group games, Trippy was taking on the left too. Burpoo. He was taking both corners. Yeah, and he always have you noticed he always puts his hand over his mouth, and I'm, I always wonder whether it's, <laughs> it's, it's to protect. For those, for those listening at home who um, don't know. You just uh, want to tell the story, don't you? Jump on to the old YouTubes and type in uh, Ashley Young bird poo and watch a bird poo in his mouth during a game. During just a game from a great United. height. He's got his big choppy lips open. And just <laughs> yummy, yummy. But, but, but I just... With the set pieces, you know they have the... Um, like, have you seen how they four of them line up? Yes. And they all stand... Have you heard what um, Glenn Hoddle called that on the BBC the other a day? A Congo line. No, the love train. The love <laughs> train! <laughs> So oh, that, that's the love train, apparently the love train move at the um, for a corner, but it works. Yeah, like, and you can see how petrified, like, and how oh my god, how like Harry Kane to score that penalty after having to wait four minutes. Oh, so much Colombian. Like I, I won't talk about it because it's a negative point. But I, this referee should have yellow carded every one of those players, oh, and then they would have gone awful. away because they are gaining an advantage from cheating. Yeah. From because Harry Kane has to wait four minutes to take See, a penalty. That's exactly right. That they're not, they're not trying those... to get him to reverse a decision. They're just trying no. to. They're trying to put off the. And it's player. a stonewall penalty. Like the guy's fucking rugby tackled yeah. him to the ground. But uh, anyway, I, I just think as one note of caution. So it's all very positive. Yep. I'm feeling good about England. It's a very unusual feeling, and you know I'm happy. Whatever. But the Swedish press has come out and said 
I think they've made a mistake. So all the press in Sweden has said that we'll be typical England, mm. we'll take Sweden for granted, we'll expect to come out and and spank them, yeah. and, then, probably and, then, and then we'll freeze. But, I mean, maybe we will, but I think it's a mistake for their press to do that. But a note of caution. Since mm. France 98, mm. only two of 14 teams have gone through the, to the next round after winning a penalty shootout in the one before. Hey. Oh. So, so you've, you've won a penalty shootout, and then in the next round you just basically lose. That's the yeah. end, you're fucked. That's the end. Can I tell you why I think it's coming home? Yeah, go on. Because in 1966, when England won the World Cup, last time it came home, when home was invented. <laughs> when home was when invented. home was invented in 1966. Although, the tournament was in England. It was home. So it was already home. Yeah, we were inventing home. <laughs> home. When it was home, when, the, when everything was home. Yeah. Real Madrid won the European Cup. That happened this year. Yep. Burnley qualified for Europe. That happened this year. That happened this year. Man City won the league. That happened this year. That happened this year. Chelsea finished fifth. <laughs> that happened this that year. That happened this year. <laughs> and England won the World Cup. Also. No, no, go on. No. And that's going to happen this year. Go on, John. Maybe, get maybe. on board. It's coming no. home. So, <laughs> get on board. <laughs> the last World Cup was won by Germany, and the one before that was Spain. And Pep Guardiola was coaching in those countries at the time. Coming home. And he won the league that year in that country. And he won the league in Europe and UK this year. I think, this not get carried away, but I don't, I don't think we've got anything to be scared of in our side of the draw. I think Sweden are a good team. I think they're organised. They've beaten Germany. That's not easy. They, yeah. you know... Uh, they're going to be a difficult team to play against. They'll defend well at set pieces, but we have nothing to be afraid of. No, we should go out there and think we can beat them. Can I just say that looking at the shed schedule is our, is our next shed just before the final or just after the final? After we can look like dickheads, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> back to this and look like right dickheads. We're going to get spanked on our... Saturday night and be like, ooh, yes. and then it's all going to be downloaded over. this for years. The only person that is saying we're going to win the World Cup is you. Roger, we've both got Brazil. If yes. you don't get on board. You're a loony tune. But so, I've never, you know what I'm like, I, I can't get on board. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. Yeah, go yeah, on. Go on. Um, which is big team arrogance. But it is coming home though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's really on board. You can see with his little cheeky smile, he's excited. Um, and how the fact that this is a tournament, the underdog. Um, but I, like, there's a lot of big teams like Germany have gone out, Argentina have gone out, Spain have gone out. And there's been various circumstances for reasons for that. But a bit like Jeff was saying earlier about Australia having that kind of team mentality, and um, we've seen it um, with Sweden, um, Uruguay. Oh, Uruguay! Like you, they Japan. They bleed for each other. Yeah, you know, and there's teams like um, Germany who were just arrogant and just presumed <coughs> they would get through. Um, there was lots of talk of fans from Germany who actually didn't bother buying tickets for the group stages because they're just like, well, we'll just wait till the knockouts. Oh my God, so, fuck uh, off. Fuck off, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I can't remember who, I think it was the Mexico... No, they should have been where Sweden were, weren't they? So the Sweden-Switzerland um, game, there was loads of Germany fans there because they bought, oh. so presumed they'd win the group. So And then they just got there and went, Oh, we'll and proud. <laughs> yeah. Probably there was an English word for shout and proud. And they they lost to South Korea, who were out of the tournament. Like that's embarrassing to mm. lose to a team that's out of the tournament. But South Korea won that game out of pride and playing as a team. But they did. They looked so limited. The Germans. It was. I mean, I think does one player make a massive difference? But they haven't found a replacement for closer. 
and it was like they had no you know how we I'm saying we had a plan to me it looked like Germany didn't have a plan no it was some very good players but they just didn't have a plan well Argentina plan was hopefully Messi will do something Spain's plan was we'll just keep passing it and eventually it will end up in the goal well I think Spain lost their plan because they sacked their coach uh, yes. on the eve of the tournament yes. who is the man with the plan I think what Spain showed <laughs> what Spain they basically said oh you've got the plans alright see ya uh, we don't need them and I think what it showed is you do like you, you need, need a coach. coach no matter how many good players you've got you need somebody to be able to stay, take a step back and work out how to tie it all together and Hierro is not the man to do that we know his coaching record is yeah. non-existent pretty much yeah. and I think it shows like Spain probably have the best man for man squad in the World Cup and it didn't work but also all these squads that have lost are actually quite old generations like Germany's built up of those players that won four years ago Spain has a lot of players who've they've got six players with over 100 caps like great experience yeah it's outrageous that but they've won everything they've done it all so complacency Ar- yeah and Argentina had Mascherano who can not <coughs> run anymore um, and they just relied on Messi so there's a lot of I think the teams that are struggling are the teams that are relying on big names and old past glories um, and now the teams that have got younger players who are trying something a bit different there's no one in the World Cup who's played in a World Cup final before like that's outrageous yeah inexperience everyone's going into this fresh I love that Portugal are out too the arrogance yes. of Portugal thinking that they can just stroll through it yeah and so I just think it's really exciting. I don't know who's going to win it. I don't know what's going to happen. But I just love the fact that everyone who's playing is going to be dying on their face to just make it happen. I think. I mean, and yeah, and even like, you know, I, I think there are still some big names in it. But you talk about there is some youth coming through. But then even like the side story with Brazil, um, and you know, whilst I'm not a Neymar fan, and they've won the World Cup before, I wouldn't begrudge them it this year because they're a team probably apart from Neymar yeah. but also and a whole new generation they are there's a whole new generation but they are so passionate about football in Brazil and they lost 7-1 in the semi-finals 7-1 that's like, got to kill you to, to, to you know and, and I think they're the fans like they almost deserve a World Cup to try like, that was, you know, there was a national day of mourning yeah, national, we, we national struggle, week of we? mourning yeah. in Brazil after like 7-1 like that's you know you don't people remember that forever that's what I mean Australia didn't lose 7-1 no better than Brazil yeah <laughs> close not quite can we, what, you've, you've mentioned them a few times can we just touch on Japan yes um, how good was the second goal I, against Belgium who's the guy that scored the second goal in Inoue Inoue no, but he looked quite good he's really and he was good in the group games as well like he's going to be snapped that up. was one of my favourite goals of the World Cup like when he it uh, initially when he strikes it you think the goalkeeper's going to save it and then it, as it goes it like gradually gets like further and further and further <laughs> away from the keeper and then he goes to the corner and you're like and because it was Courtois as well, and he yeah. came out and um, gave fuck, fuck gave Pickford yeah. abuse. I was like, in your face! I love Pickford's interview when he talks about, oh yeah, someone you've been I've been called short, yeah, yeah, my yeah. wrong arm, but you know, yeah. I'm Wait. good. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what he said. I'm good at what yeah, I do. I'm, I'm, good. I'm a good I've goalkeeper, been, so yeah. it's good. I wanted to talk about their fans. Yeah, you seen their fans been cleaning up the stadiums? Yeah, apparently that's kind of like the custom when so, you go to a game. So they really? play four games. So so they bring with them blue because it's Japan blue bin bags, and when they're finished, <coughs> they're uh, being fans. They clean up all their mess. 
and the team, like the the actual side, clean up the changing rooms before they leave. And uh, so, at the end of the the game against um, Belgium. Uh, against Belgium, um, where obviously that is an emotional roller coaster yeah. for these fans, emotional roller coaster for the team itself. The fans still stayed in tears and cleaned up the stadium. Wow. Not only that, but the team in the dressing room cleaned up the dressing room and left a note that said thank you in Russian. That's amazing. Yeah. Doesn't that, that give you just tingles down your yeah. spine? They're, they're, having been to Japan, they are very, very lovely people. Why don't you tell about uh, everywhere else you've been on holiday, Rudge? Have <laughs> been on holiday where else? Good. Um... We should have a travel travel segment with Rog. Yeah, <laughs> Rogers, Rogers travels. Like, where in the world is Rogers Carmen Sandy Roger? Um, but no, I, I, I like that story. That's a good it's, story. It's, yeah, it's yeah. heartwarming, isn't it? Um, oh, I, I don't want to say that in a patronising way. Yeah, I just no, think it's but, amazing. But I thought they were a bit of a limited team. And I mean, everyone, like the talk of, oh, you know, we, we talked about it in terms of, did we take it for granted that we wanted to win one second round game? We should have been trying to beat Belgium in our last game so we could play Japan because they're clearly the weaker team. They're ranked 60 odd in the world. But, I mean, their goals were kind of something out of nothing goals, and Belgium mm. had a lot of chances. But oh, it was brilliant. And they were both excellent, excellent yeah. goals. But you could tell, though, they got 2 0 up and went, oh, shit. They panicked. We how, might win. How, what? What, what what do we do now? Fuck, yeah, we're actually going to yeah, yeah, game of the World and, Cup, and also the oh. the first the first Belgium goal, the Marlins head, not the Marlins, no, the, the Tongans, the Tongans header. header. No, the the cross shot top corner loop. That was a header. That was a header. Was that a header? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he that was for Tongan. For Tongan, from outside. Oh yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, and that was can... nonsense. Yeah, and yeah, that's a Japanese. Yeah. Like that is just like running back. You can't you can't account for that. That's nonsense. Yeah, and yeah. Their, so, their keeper apparently plays for Dundee and can't get in the Dundee side. Wow, like, they're struggling to keep. But, they're, but that's the thing. Like, if you're gonna, if you're two 0 up and you're panicking, and then some fucking buffalo barges it in like that, you're like, oh, what is that? Yeah. But you're like, oh, I mean, it's not our day, is it? What's no. he doing? So many of the fans have been brilliant, and I was really worried about this World Cup. I think we mm. all were in mm. terms of what was going to happen. Did a whole shit on, 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 it, on yeah. the fan side and and. Whether it's happened and we just don't know about it, uh, I, I hope not. But mm. it, it's from everything I've seen, it's been brilliant. Like even the watching the Colombia game, I was like, "Fuck, is this a home game for Colombia?" Yeah, Forty thousand Colombia fans. I was talking to a, there's a Colombian lady at my work, and she said uh, her cousins are there, and there's like um, yeah, about thirty five thousand Colombians that have gone over, and they've you know been trying to go to every game, and like you know Peru were amazing. There's it's, so many it, fans. It, I mean. I'm, it was a Columbia home game because there were only about 3,000 English fans yeah. there. No joke, 3,000. And it's because English people were advised not to go to Russia because, yeah. of the, because of the violence. And I remember hearing an interview a good 18 months ago. So after all the Euros was dying down, and I remember it was a Russian journalist on a, on a, piece, on a British radio station. And they're asking him, saying, oh, is, will it be safe? What's going to go yeah. on after the Euros, after what happened in France? Is there going to be violence? And he said, there will be not a single fight in Russia. He goes, because the way the Russian law works, you can make it go away. He goes, if you're a Russian hooligan, you will disappear for the World Cup and you'll reappear when it's done. He goes, there is no way they'll be embarrassed on the world stage. It will be safe. It will be family friendly. You won't see a minute of it. Do you yes. think that's what's happened? They've just basically we'll never hoo- hoovered we'll up just, all these we'll just people. Never know. Well, and because also the, have... the threat of like, so if you're the person caught punching someone while you go... You, your, you and your whole family just disappear. You're done. Like, yeah, true. So you just go, well, I'll just shut up. And, and you've got to say, there's, I mean, 
geez, I'm coming quite. A, it's the World Cup, so I'm coming pretty offensive. I don't mean like that, but there's not as much due process in the Russian legal system as there is yeah. in the. I don't know, in the French legal system yeah. where, where, you, yeah. where you go to court and there's record... I mean, you can just disappear and that's okay. Yeah. So, you know, they're not going to cause problems with their but own I think there's arm. another thing too, which is often the people that go leave your country and go and do these things elsewhere often actually aren't very representative of the majority of people yeah, in the right. country. If you look at English hooligans, the hardcore English hooligans, they're, they're the visible ones, they're what we see. But and English hooligans are some of the worst, they're such yeah. dickheads. Yeah. But they're, but on, they're, the, minor- but they're minority, the minority, yeah. you know? and then they get... So I, I think that's the other thing that happens, and maybe, I mean, I certainly... When I was in Russia, God, it is a Roger travel the majority of people couldn't, speak English that we met but most of them were you know incredibly welcoming and, and you know just wanted, wanted someone to said on the radio the other day which makes a lot of sense your government can be horrible but the people can still be nice yeah. like yeah. you instantly think oh Putin's Russia must be all horrible Maybe his government's crap and horrible, but maybe actually the people are still humans and quite nice. Particularly like, young people, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of opposition in, in... I mean, as in the world at the moment. The world's run by 70-year-old blokes and it's a pretty shit place to be and a lot of young people were not um, happy about it and I, I think Russia's the same and so yeah. I think when you've got something, that kind of atmosphere, then, you, you know... You, and something big happens like the World Cup, people are positive about it. And, I, I mean, I've, I've just... Every I felt I thought there were going to be negative things, and pretty much for me, everything's been positive at the World Cup. We've had great games, great some amazing, some great goals. amazing goals, yeah. like some of the best goals I can remember at World. Before Cup. we go on to predictions of quarterfinals and beyond, is there anything that like amazing goals you want to bring? Anything from the first two rounds that we've missed that we need to talk about? Um, the outside of the right foot is making a comeback. Yes. Oh yeah. What is it? What's the name for it? Outside of the no, right no, no. There's a there's a Portuguese name for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. You read that article too, didn't Chiquinho. you? That's not it, is it? No. <laughs> but there is like um, a, a penenka penalty. Yeah. There's oh, a, the old outside banana. Yeah. yeah. We were oh. talking about this the other day, weren't we? Because I was saying they're trying to coach it out of young players and. But I love it. Like De Bruyne's um, his assist for the Christmas goal. goal. Oh. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, so it's been a really good World Cup. Now, this is our time to make idiots of ourselves. We're going to predict what's going to happen from here, we here go. on in. Ready. Are we going to do any other business at the end? Or could, oh, I did have one random thing to say too. Oh, go on. We'll bring it up now. Uh, uh, all right. W- watching the england Colombia game, I kept getting really freaked out because I kept seeing Esteban Cambiasso sitting next to James Rodriguez. And I was like, what is going on? Why is Esteban Cambiasso... And he came on, uh, James came on yeah. you know, to the pitch at various times... That is and, weird. And all the time... Ex-Leicester player. Ex-Leicester and Argentinian Cambiasso was running around next to Hammers. And I'm like, are they lovers? Like, what? It just Maybe was a bit weird. Because they were literally... And, yeah, he's a coach of... Columbia. Columbia. Oh. But I found that a bit weird that an Argentinian well, is Peckham's a coach. Well, Argentinian. Oh, maybe uh, that's the it. main coach. Yeah, okay. He was coach for Argentina in the 2006 World Cup. Yeah, but I just didn't know it, so I didn't understand it. On random people sitting next to people, um, in the England game, Lothar Mateus was there, like, who's won the World Cup with Germany as a captain and one of the greatest players ever to play the game. Bit of a cunt. Bit of a cunt. <laughs> Sat next to him, Wes Brown. Yes, oh, I saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. FIFA legend, Wes Brown. Wes Brown. He, he got paraded in the stadium before the game and the subtitle <laughs> on the telly went, Wes Brown, 
FIFA legend. <laughs> he recently just got relegated with Sunderland. FIFA legend. What does that even mean? Okay, whilst we're going to have a chat about people was... sitting next to people. Why, why you... was he a legend? Uh, yeah. You see that kid that just had a sign that said, Kane, score a goal? Yes. Yeah. I mean, That's... that was... Strange. And why did strange. they keep going to and it? Then, and then they kept going to it. And then halfway through the game, another little random kid who looked just as kind of Caucasian yes. random child had a sign saying, Falcao, the best. Yes. Both I've... the same size, both artistically drawn. Like, this is weird. A bit weird. Yeah. You, you people are stooges. Yeah. You're not, you're, stooges for the telly. You're definitely not real fans. Yeah. They've <laughs> shipped off some thug and, and, and <laughs> part you. Put in a cute eight. A bit like that, that Russian porn star that was, um, you know, got... Did you see that? No. Uh, there was a, an iconic photograph from a Russia game of this gorgeous blonde Russian yeah. with, you know, uh, Russia flags painted on her cheeks and someone yeah. took a photo of it and they're like, oh my God, is this the most beautiful fan at the World Cup? And then it was all sort of staged and she's a famous Russian porn star. Uh, wow. So, quarterfinals. Let's start at the bottom. Do you think she thinks it's coming home? <laughs> useless. <laughs> Utterly useless. Croatia v Russia. <laughs> uh, Who's winning? Russia. Oh, you're going really? the drugs. Oh, sorry. In my in, <laughs> in my opinion. Okay, let's have it out right now. They've run more than any other team in the tournament. That bit's a fact. Okay. We've, we've one of the oldest squads in the yes. tournament. Okay, both of those things should make you go, hmm. <laughs> now, 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 I've got to say, during the Sochi Winter Olympics, yes. there was a state-run <laughs> doping <laughs> fiasco yes. that was exposed. The urine samples have been kept behind a fake wall yes. and exchanged yeah. for, for, clean for, ones. for clean ones. Have you seen the documentary? Yeah, I have. Yeah. It's, um, it's an expose. Mm. Uh, okay, so that was two years ago? Yes. And during the... But um, it's all gone away. Yeah, yeah during it's the expose, there were footballers involved. Yep. Now, footballers based in the Russian League. Now, let's just fast forward two years. Isn't it a surprise that Russia are doing so well at the Home World Cup? And all their players, apart from one, are based in the Russian league. Amazing. Where they govern the testing. But I do think they've been... How do we account for the fact that they've been so awful up till now? But they've run not, 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 any not other take, team. Not taking any other drugs. Like, you well, know, like yeah. in the preceding yeah. games up coming up to the World Cup, they were abysmal. Yeah, you can't take drugs to make you good at football. You can take no. you can take drugs to, to keep run your run wrong yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can travel more and not be worn out. Like they. Bought so, back. do we think that they are? Is this or no? Well, look, look. I'm not going to be the one that poses accusations. Anyone here. Anything, but I don't know. It, you, you're obviously your brain puts two and two together and makes five. Like well, you, it certainly makes a number. <laughs> I just but, think but it's, it's also they they what have they done? They beat uh, in the first game. They beat an overwhelmed and poor Saudi. Saudi Arabia who had probably accepted money they <laughs> then in, Just that one in, there. in the second game they who do they play? Uh, they beat Egypt 3-1 beat uh, a Salah-less Egypt yep. they then got spanked by Uruguay yep. they then beat a Spain. Spain missing their coach who had 
the most ridiculous no, amount no, of a ball you'll you ever can't, see. You can't take away their victory against Spain. They they defended amazingly. And just, they had the energy to last yeah. what, 100, Archery, 100 To defend like that without the ball. Yeah. Without the ball, keeping the mental discipline to do what they needed to do the whole time. There were no lapses. Well, I'm not I'm not saying that they're on drugs, Rog. Don't make don't accuse them of being on drugs. That's not what I'm saying. If you want to say that, that's fine. <laughs> but it's not it's not what I'm saying okay. here. But you're going Russia. No, so I'm I'm, I'm just I'm, saying that I think they'll last the distance. However they choose to however you think they choose to do that. My Roger. knowledge of my little knowledge of football says that Croatia are a good team and have been playing very well in the World Cup and have one of the outstanding players of the tournament. They were shit in the last round. They were shit in the last round, but I think that generally they've been very good. Uh, But I'm nervous against tipping against Russia because of all these things, but no, I'm going to go Croatia. I think it's one too far. I'm going to go Croatia because this is going to sound like an accusation but Russia have got far enough that it's not embarrassing now so it doesn't matter if they lose yeah and I think also the Croatians will be up for it because there's some obviously some noisy neighbour aspects to this too and um, you know uh, we obviously had the Serbo-Croat conflict which Russia were um, so Roger and I say Croatia Jeff says Russia you too um, you bum each other but we could be wrong (laughs) I I wouldn't be surprised if Russia win it France v Uruguay. I'm going Uruguay. <coughs> Uruguay. Wow. Definitely. 100%. I, like, it, uh, well, I'm going to caveat that. Cavani needs to be fit. Yeah, he's Cavani isn't sure if he's fit. Apparently the whole of Uruguay is doing a, like you remember when England Praying. robbed the, the Metatarsal Beckham, <laughs> Beckham yeah. on the front of the sun. Oh no, they won't be praying. Did you see this? This is really weird, right? Um, Smoking uh, pot instead because it's legal. No, no, no. But in Uruguay, um, they are pretty much an atheist country. Wow. So that's they're very easy. agnostic or, or, or are atheist. Are you there on holiday? No, no. <laughs> I've just. But Cavani is extremely religious, so he believes. You know, he dedicates uh, okay. every one of his goals to no. God. So he's got three religions. He's massively religious. He's, just, he's a Jew. <laughs> got them all. He's Muslim and Christian. Loves God. Um, all of them but <laughs> Vishnu but are they lighting uh, a candle soon is that what you yes saying? they're all way behind trying to get well I, I was going to say Uruguay partly to differentiate myself from you two but now you've got Uruguay, going Uruguay. Uh, no I'll go France, France. just so I, I actually th- I've thought that you, this is where France might slip up because Uruguay just play like a team and France and, don't and, and France yeah. don't and they've got some really outstanding like said, players. The, the, the two, the best centre back pairing in the whole tournament is Uruguay. Godin's been awesome. Did you hear it's what Griezmann amazing. said about playing against Uruguay? So Griezmann, who plays for Atletico Madrid and has just signed a brand new five-year contract just before the World Cup, said, "We're playing Uruguay. They have the two Atletico Madrid defenders. They'll play like Atletico Madrid, which is really boring, and they won't attack, and they'll just be really niggly and awful football to watch." Wow. And you're like. You play for this team. Yeah. Wow. But um, they probably will. But I yeah. also, <laughs> I think I kind of want France to win, mainly because I would quite like the World Cup to be about Mbappe rather than Neymar. Because I don't really yeah. like Neymar very much. And I get excited about Mbappe. That The, the Argentina won. So, it's okay, because we're going to move on to Brazil-Belgium, which I think Belgium are going to win. Uh, Brazil. I don't 
don't know. I really don't know. Brazil. They're, I think Brazil will win the World Cup, it, as I previously said, in a non-Brazil way, but being solid. And Bel- Belgium, home, no, Martinez cannot defend. And I look at the Belgian team, I think Vertonghen is a yard too slow now, but they play 3-5-2, but their wing-backs cannot defend. They They're play Carrasco as a, as a wing-back. So yeah. it basically means that they, the Brazil's front four will be playing continuously against Belgium's back three. And um, I just think... That I think Brazil's defence is really underrated as yeah. well. Like, Alisson in goal is brilliant. Then they have Thiago Silva... Thiago's had a good World Cup. ...and Miranda. And then... But Casemiro's out, which I think is big. Is he? He's suspended. Ooh, so Casemiro's is the defensive midfielder, and Fernandinho will play that role, who's obviously not shit. But he's like, not as good defensively. No. Casemiro is much more of a defensive player and will cover the full. That's actually them. quite a big... Um, um, do you think Belgium will change their formation? Because one other no, criticism no, is no, that no, De Bruyne, has, De Bruyne hasn't been playing far enough forward. We, we know that Martinez's plan B is do plan A better. Do you know what I'm going to predict? Three all and penalties. Got no idea who's, who's going to go through on penalties. Don't worry. Prediction, John. You can't you got say to pick that one. Here. I think so if it goes to penalties, Brazil will win it on penalties. Jeff's going. Well, the the question is, we didn't ask you for a bloody score, Mystic Meg. We just asked Paul <laughs> <laughs> the octopus. Who are you picking? <laughs> Brazil. Did you, about, did you hear about the Japanese octopus? No, did you get eaten? Oh, no. is there another one? Yeah, the Japanese octopus. He predicted all three of Japanese group games exactly right, and then they ate him for dinner. And then they got a new octopus in to do the predictions, and then they got it wrong. Shut up. So they shouldn't have eaten the old one. Who Did he get him? the score right? He just had him for dinner. But who? Who well, had him for dinner? The guy who owned the... <laughs> an octopus. You eat octopus for dinner, that's fine. Yeah, but if it was like a thing, and it was like the, you know, the World Cup prediction really, octopus... It's you're an octopus. <laughs> but you're, she's still not just going to eat it, though, are you? It becomes like a special octopus. It's just an octopus, <laughs> isn't it? doesn't matter. Uh, oh. Um, uh, but yeah, Brazil for me. No, I think I think okay. Belgium because this is it. This is yeah, the, okay. this is this is the last chance they've got. Their their team is no longer the young up and coming underdog. In four years' time, the De Bruyne's Hazards are past it. This they they passed yeah. it, and then the Vermaelens aren't even well, playing football. Companies retired, so they. Yeah. This is it. This is their only chance, and they either make history now or they become the only first-class European nation to never win anything or get close without with an exceptional team. And I'd say they were world number one at one point, weren't yeah, they? For a while, and so it was like Andy Murray never winning a a grand a major yeah. whatever yeah. tennis thing. <laughs> if, if you're that good, a grand you, yeah, that's what it's called. You can t- tune into our Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think it's I think that, that, and they know that they know that this is it. This is the best team, a, a country the size of Belgium. This is the best team they will ever have. I've got this two is words one for chance. Nasser Chadley. Oh, what a hero he's been! <laughs> but it's I, I no I, I I just think that Brazil will have too much. It's going to be a great game to watch. I yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, so lastly. Before we go, can I ask you uh, what are you going to do for the games? So, Uruguay, France at twelve. Uh, I'm not going to watch Belgium. Brazil so my tactic is going to watch Brazil v Belgium, <laughs> and then watch the other games straight afterwards. Oh, did you see that? Uh, um, streets came to a standstill in London because all the people came out and shut down the streets and were singing "Football's Coming Home." There's massive traffic jams. Wow! Yeah. I told you it's coming home. So England, Sweden. 
to New England. It's coming home. Go on, Rod. Tell me it's coming home. Yeah. It's coming home. Three nil. Oh, three nil. No, I just. But I do think that this five one. Come out and show you can. Five one. <laughs> come out and show you can play. The, you know, Sweden, the Swedish press can fucking you can get fucked and <laughs> stick it up them. They have, they have play, come out and been a bit like, oh, England's <clears throat> just going to bottle it. We know yeah. they bottle it. They always bottle it. Yeah. Well, Whereas we've done the opposite. We've come out and gone. We always underestimate Sweden. Yeah. yeah. Which is very unusual, and I and I just, I think we've got a performance in us, and I and maybe this is it. Um, does anyone have anything to add before we? Uh... No, it's just been great to get back in the sheds as always. Um, it feels a bit strange. It's been a long time. Yeah. Been in the I'm looking forward to the Premier League already, but at the moment I'm just like I haven't even thought I'm about I'm just that. enjoying the World Cup. Yeah. I am. I've got a lot of Premier League talk, but I'm uh, I'm away for the first week, so we we'll do the first week early, and then. Uh, Yes. And then we've got a shed schedule ready for next year. Yeah, exciting times. Exciting times. Um, but we'll be back on Friday the 20th of July with our World Cup review. So we can see if it has come home. It's who got home. Imagine if it's going to come home. If it come home, I'm, I'm going to still be drunk. Um, can I just give a shout out to the American bloke who downloaded... Um, all of our sheds for the last year and, and, and is now currently listening to us talk about Marco Silva being the manager of bloody Watford or whatever I do find it a bit odd like there, there's a lot of disconnect there if you're listening to early sheds now like that stuff happened a long time ago a long time ago do you ago. think this man is in a cave this bloke somewhere? today is currently hearing Marco Silva get the sack yeah, probably. Yeah, Sam Allardyce has just been made Everton Maybe manager. he's got amnesia and he thinks it's eight months ago. Oh, it's a good way to catch up, though, isn't it? Yeah. With life. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, do you want to play us out? Oh, sorry. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we will be back on 20th of July and uh, it's the World Cup and maybe it's coming home. World Cup. Bye. Bye.